What is up, everyone? And we're back with another amazing episode of the Fuck It Weeball podcast with your host, Cindy Montoya. And let's get into episode 13, because today I am not alone. Fortunately for you, you won't hear the sound of my voice penetrate your eardrums as much as usual. Why? Who was crazy enough to sit down with me and have a full-blown conversation that lasted more than 10 minutes, you may ask? We'll get into that in just a second. The person I have with me today was down with me in the deep, dark trenches of a drive through window at the only good, tasty Latin American restaurant in the widest town of Florida. Yes, I am talking about good old Gainesville. Go Gators! This woman gave no fucks and still doesn't. I strongly remember her walking into work one day with me wearing these big gold hoop earrings. After our manager the night before at our team meeting said, we are no longer allowed to wear jewelry that's bigger than a pearl or a stud earring. And to that I say, that's fucking lame. But she didn't give a fuck and she pulled up to work with those big earrings with her head held high and looking fabulous as always. Luckily for her, she was able to graduate from the University of Florida, was able to escape Gainesville in one piece and somewhat mentally stable. Hashtag can't relate. She's been busting her ass day in and out while having a full-time job at the second largest software company in the world. She started to dedicate her time to her body and overall health, which led her to enter the world of bodybuilding competition and start her own personal training program to help others reform their bodies, but also their overall mindset. Here to tell us about all her trials and tribulation, ladies and gentlemen, Leslie Perez. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? It's so nice to see you. Yes, awesome. So go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone in the podcast. Yeah, so hello, everyone. Um, I am Leslie Perez. Uh, she gave me a good introduction, I guess, a little bit of who I am about not giving a fuck. Um, but I am 24 years old now. I, I did go to the University of Florida, but before then, I am from Hialeah, so you know where all the Cubans are at, um, here in Miami. So I am a Miami girl, and you could probably hear the accent, of course. Um, so I went to the University of Florida, spent about four years there. Um, I got my degree in marketing and sales minor, and then I did um, graduate school over there and got my master's in international business. And then just as she mentioned, I went on to working for Oracle. Um, during that time, it was like the beginning of the pandemic where everyone thought, um, it was only going to last a couple months. So I did move, and we'll talk about this later probably, but we, I did move to Texas for a little, um, trying to start my job there. Realized that the pandemic was not going to end and the office was never going to open. So decided to come back. Um, but during all that time, that's when I really started investing in myself. And actually, I got, I've got i always been active, um, but I got really into strength training um, right in the beginning of that pandemic. And when that hit, I was like, okay, what do I do now? So I, that's when I started my journey and started bringing others with me too. So that's a little bit of, you know, who I am and where I am right now is I'm still working for that company. I have my personal uh, clients on the side and I've taken on the bodybuilding, body sculpting world. Um, and eventually in the future, um, we'll see where I can take it. That's awesome. All right. So let's just get right into the questions. Uh, so you graduated from the University of Florida in 2020. Then you moved to Austin, Texas, as you mentioned, for work mid-pandemic. Uh, so when exactly did you initially decide to start your fitness journey? What were major challenges starting off? And 
how has your lifestyle before you decided to make this decision? Yeah, so um, just like you said, I, we moved to Austin, Texas, and my fitness journey started uh, more so like committed to it um, in like January 2019, um, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So and back in high school, let's backtrack, back in high school, I've always been active with cheer. I used to be the, the sergeant for cheer, like the one that makes up the workouts and everything. So I've always was active and always involved with fitness. I did weight training back in high school as well, but uh, it was high school. Uh, and then after that, you go to college and you worry about more, like, having a good time, like, right? Mm-hmm. You're so worried about um, studying and everything. I never re- really made fitness a priority, to be completely honest with you. I did make eating healthier a priority just because I wasn't active. Um, but there were so many things that I needed to learn. Um, and I, myself, I remember, I, so I understand everyone that feels this way because I remember I reached out to my friends that were into fitness and I was like, hey, can you train me? Like, I need someone like, just being that de- I had a desperate need for someone to like help me out with fitness and I had no idea what to do and I understand people's frustrations so that's why I'm happy to be a part of people's lives now because I know how frustrating and how intimidating the gym could be so of uh, the whole time I was in college I don't remember I probably went to the gym like <laughs> 20 times maybe at max in the four years so it was obviously like something that was challenging um, and then it, it was my senior year and it was January 2019. I was like, you know what? F it. Like, I need to make this a party. It's my senior year. It's not a big deal. Like, classes are chilling right now. So I started going to, you know, a CrossFit gym over there, um, Primal Fitness. Um, and they, it was tough. Like, I remember burpees were the death of me um, and everything. So that's when, really when I started making fitness a priority. And then the pandemic hit March. And I was like, okay. Um, so then I started doing Zoom classes, creating my own workouts with my best friends, and little by little it started progressing into more people coming. Then I spent a lot of time creating the workouts and doing my own research. I was like, maybe I should charge a little, and that's when really my 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 fitness business took off. But my journey continued. So in the beginning, my journey stayed as with pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was more Zoom classes and things like that. Um, and then it transitions to to the weight room. But major challenges. I mean. Obviously, like I mentioned, like in the beginning, beginning, like not knowing what to do, just like everyone, everyone starts from somewhere, but I really enjoyed it. So I really started researching a lot of things, watching videos, learning from others. I got my own trainer at some point um, who I who was my mentor for a while and I learned from, um, but my lifestyle has changed completely. I see things a lot differently and I feel a lot better now than how I was eating before. Um, you know, I know this goes through a lot of people. Many people under eat. So, I mean, we, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. So, it's like in college years. In you college, you never, studying. like, yeah. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you get stuck with studying. So, you eat one meal a day. And it's like. And like six chulis at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, it's like I, my lifestyle has changed a lot in making myself a party. And I feel so much better with it, too. Mm-hmm. More balanced. So, that's that's kind of where I am in that aspect. That's awesome. Um. And just to say, like, I remember seeing some of your, um, I remember seeing some of your Zoom, like, the workouts that you would have with your friends. You can literally feel the energy coming out of the Zoom. Like, you were just always super hyped, and you made sure the person that was behind the screen was equally, like, at your level. So it was, it was really fun to see, especially, in, um, I think it was something that a lot of people needed during the pandemic, just because I know all the gyms were closed. Um, working out at your house is not as easy as I think people think. Just because you're at yeah. your house, you don't have a lot of the 
I guess like the tools that you would use at the gym. So you you yeah. did have to start getting creative, correct? Yeah, no, I would get like gallons of milk and I'll be like, here, get a broomstick, let's mm-hmm. do some like chest presses or squats. Um, so you have to get creative. Uh, but that's what made it fun. And then I started doing like Zumba ones and, and my girls liked it. But um, my business has transitioned a lot since then too. So Awesome. Um, so you are, you're back into the grind of, you know, eating well, but also making sure that you're hitting your goals, such as in the gym and any other like sort of body movement. What was it for you that was like, okay, I think I want to enter the world of competing. Okay. So when it, when it, yeah, so there's, I, I'm a person that needs to be constantly challenged wherever, mm-hmm. uh, work, fitness, life, general. Um, I like I like knowing that I could be 1% better every single time, and I need a goal. I'm a person that's very goal-oriented. Give me a goal, and I'm going to achieve mm-hmm. it, right? But if I don't have a goal, I sometimes get a sense of being lost. So I was like, I was doing weight training, and it was kind of being this routine, and I was like, fuck this. Like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to train today, yeah. right? So I was like, I saw someone on Instagram, um, and we, we, Jaslyn, she's very popular in the fitness world. Um, and I saw her going through it and I, you know, saw her journey, asked her a couple questions. And then I saw another friend and I reached out to that friend and there was a trainer in a coach here in Gainesville, actually. So I reached out to him and I started with him. Um, I was with him for about two months, but I felt like my relationship with him wasn't maybe like what I wanted out of a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel challenged whenever I would like whine to him. He'll kind of just be like, yeah, okay, do it like this. And, like he'll change it up. And I kind of want, I don't want that. I want you to be like, no, bitch, like suck it up. Yeah. So right? this is, this is, uh, this is why you changed coaches initially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that, that's why, go. but essentially why I wanted to compete was to be challenged. Um, I, I wanted a challenge in my journey and with nutrition too, like I, just like many of us, we have a sweet tooth. Yeah. I was like, I want to make sure I build that self-control because I want to challenge myself. This is hard. And many people that say I can't do it, girl, you can. It's just doing it, right, for a goal at the end. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I think, um, well, not not in the beginning of the pandemic, but I think once, like, the gym started opening up again, um, I definitely understand when it, wanting to push yourself a little bit more. I saw, like, the time that I had at the pandemic and I was like, this was time that you had enough to do something. And I didn't, I didn't take charge. I didn't make use of the time that I had. Um, so I definitely, I, I feel you when you said that you wanted to push yourself to another level and always reach for like that 1% more. Um, yeah. so you and me, we come from Latino families. You were, were you were born in Cuba, correct? No, oh, you weren't. Okay. Um, but I think there's a very big stigma um, in the Latin American community when it comes to women and exercising. Um, you know, they're like, oh, we don't want you to get super bulky. We don't want you to get um, kind of this masculine look. Or they're like, on the flip side, they're like, oh, like, you're too skinny. That Like, are you eating correctly? So for you, what was the reaction of the people who were closest to you when you decided to make this decision? Because this essentially was, you were not only transforming your mind, but your body was transforming as well, correct? Yeah, it was tough. So, uh, really tough. So, going from, you know, arroz, frijoles, mm-hmm. and my, my mom's yummy ass food, <laughs> to being more restricted, 
And I'm not saying restriction is good, but knowing what types of food do better to your body is good. So when I decided to do that competition, I was like, are you sure? Like, super against me, um, to be honest. I started getting, like, I, I, I think I'm, I was, at that point, I was bulking, so I was actually 155, so I was pretty big, per se, so they liked that. They were like, oh, you know, like, you're curvy, you have She's a nice butt. <laughs> yeah, you're sick, you know, like, stay like that, you're healthy, right? Um, and it's not that I wasn't, but uh, once I started, like, going down and going mm-hmm. down, it's like, okay, you look good, okay, you look good. And then I started to get to a point that I was getting really skinny, and they're like, you know, are, are you, you sure sick? You <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I was like, you can't eat this? Are, are you sure? Um, so I started getting really skinny. And like, it got to the point that, you know, they were concerned for me. And not going to lie, at some point I was concerned for myself because not only did I have no energy, like I had like no sex drive. And it's like, it gets to a point that it becomes too restricted. But that's competition life. Competition life is not healthy. Yeah. Right. And I want everyone to understand that competition life. When I compete, I'm not putting out there a healthy lifestyle. It is not healthy. <laughs> and I will continue to say that because Whoever thinks that having a six-pack, eating at 1,200, 1,300 calories is healthy is incorrect. I'd rather have my flat stomach than have a six-pack, and I'm dying, right? Like, it was energy. So um, I didn't want to put that out there. And definitely I had a lot of negative reactions. My boyfriend's parents as well were, like, not against it. And there were many times that actually they made me cry because they were ordered pizza and put it in my face, like, Hey, you want some? It's super yummy. I was like, fuck you. Or like, you want a so, shot? Like, no, I I'm, can't drink right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, so I did bulking a little bit just because I got too lean. Um, so I was like, I think I need to definitely, you know, amp up a little bit more in my calories. But for me, that was extremely hard mentally just because I would step on the scale and I would see the number go up. And for some reason, that was just like very deteriorating. Um, how was that when you were going bulking and then leaning? And like that, that's a lot on the body. And I don't think a lot of people see that, but that's like, and that's kind of rapid change too. It, it, it happens pretty quickly. Yeah. So in the beginning, I, I was bulking, right? At my style, I was in with a coach when I was bulking mm-hmm. in the beginning, beginning of the competition. And then I started leaning out. So I leaned out for a good six months. Then competition ended and I went back to normal. That was really tough for me. So and going from 123 stage weight, unhealthy, no energy, to where I am now, like 140, 15 pounds, 17 pounds, that's a lot. So it's a lot, even more so mentally. I love my fat ass now, but <laughs> you know, like going from like being ripped to not, um, that's a lot mentally, like you said, stepping on the on the scale and being like, okay, fuck. Um, well, you know, and weighing out the pros. Well, I'm, I have bigger legs now. Yeah. Like, hmm. You know, it's like it's really tough. It's really tough. Mentally. And you have to like kind of remind yourself, like, you know, you 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 have to stay grounded. And also, like, competition is is that is something I've been asked, like, oh, do you compete or you should compete? And then I'm just like, I'm not in the right headspace to go into something like that, at least not yet. And nor do I think I'd be anytime soon, because I do think especially if you're going into competing, you have to be at a at a mindset that, you know, there's going to be challenges, but you have to get through it. Yeah, you have to have you have to be good in a good mental state. And I, I could tell you like a few years back. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that wasn't me. right? So it takes time. But you do have to be really strong mentally because even I, I I think right now I'm strong mentally and even so 
there's days that I'm like, huh, you know, like I look at myself and I'm like, ah, I'm big, you know, like that body like, dysmorphia starts kicking in. Literally. Um, Literally. so what competitions were you entering from and how exactly did you prepare? Um, such as like food, the type of workouts that you were doing, and um, if you were going for some sort of like body image uh, competition related. Yeah, so co- the competition, um, we could talk about the different federations and stuff okay. later, but the competition that I wanted to, well, that I was entering for at first, it was um, NTC, which I will explain that later. Mm-hmm. But for me, well, I was going into NTC, which was more, you know, specific posing and, and you know, more of a tone look per se, like a little bit slimmer. Um, I just didn't think that was for me. So I decided to switch halfway, which we'll get into in a second. And I went into WBFF, which is World Beauty, Fashion and Fitness, which is more, if you think about it, it's like a Victoria's Secret model show, um, which really... It's more like curvy women, more of a natural look to it. Even though it's still competition, it's mm-hmm. still leaning out a lot. Um, it's more of a natural look to it, like thicker legs. Yeah. Um, that kind of concept to it. I would say, honestly, would say that NCC is even harder um, per se, but it's not where I want to see myself. And I feel like I fit in more in the WBSF world just because I could really ex- like exert my personality there, and you could do whatever you want with posing with things like that where the other one is more restricted to shirt and poses and how you, they want you to do it. And your outfits for the competition were amazing. Like, they were <laughs> freaking amazing. And I'll make sure to post those up uh, once we get this podcast out. But the pictures were amazing from the competition. I was looking at them and I was like, damn. Like, that is that is crazy insane. So that's all, like, money. And that I had a designer for that specifically. So it's not, like, they put together or bought. Like, they literally customized it to me, oh, wow. like, what I wanted. And, yeah. And so, would they, like, kind of, like, do certain cuts with, like, the outfits to accentuate certain muscles, would you say? Yeah. So they have specific – the bikinis that they give you, they have it's specific types of bikinis, like, styles, per mm-hmm. se. Uh, and then the designer, which for me was MV8. Uh, front room uh, that, that's who they did it for me they are have done their bikinis before so like the style okay um and it is to accentuate like certain and for me for example my bikini the way I did it I don't have big breasts so the way I did it was so it wasn't like a bikini that you know like pushes your, yeah, your breast yeah. up because I don't have that mm-hmm. it was more of like a asymmetrical so like it didn't oh like, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I did it based on what will suit my body type the best which is why getting it designed by a designer will um, help a lot um so obviously diet is a huge part of the competition so what exactly did you do pre- uh, for preparation i know a lot of uh competitors do um such as macro tracking or did you kind of do intuitive eating yeah so not intuitive eating uh when it, you know when it comes to competing you have to get used to eating the same thing mm-hmm. um every single day and and the way I prepared for that was my coaches like both coaches actually that I had they both had me at a, a meal plan so okay. it was like here eat this in the morning eat this like you know what yeah. to eat with the measurements but not so like eat these macros they already had it measured out for me um so that's what I followed when it came to um the eating side of it 
Um, Which is great because yeah, ma- macro macro tracking. Um, it, it, I I did macro tracking for a while, but I definitely like I haven't gone back just because. Um, for me, at least, I don't see food the same as like anyone else. Um, just because I was the person there scanning the labels to get like the the macros from the packages. So, yeah, that was tough. So th- that's pr- that's pretty awesome to hear that your coaches were just like, "This is what you're gonna eat for the week," and like you don't really yeah, have to, and like, it, you know, Macro tracking is good because it, it, it makes you aware of, like, mm-hmm. what each food item is good, but it becomes to a point that you may be obsessed with yeah. like, reaching the macro. Um, and I think it adds another stress that Definitely. you have. Um, so, yeah, and just think about it. Like, your body uh, eating the same thing every single day, right? Your body adapts to those calories, those specific calories, yeah. with the specific amount of calories you burn. So eating the same thing helps, especially for competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but and at the moment that you take out something or you go into a deficit, your body reacts really good to that because it's so used to the calories. So when you go to deficit, you're going to lose weight, period, yeah. because it's less calories that it's used to maintaining. So you burn more, essentially. Um, and gym wise, uh, what were your like typical uh, workouts or like your certain splits that you were hitting? Yeah, so I started at my home gym because mm-hmm. it was like that time of the pandemic and uh, so I had um with the first coach I had like two days of legs and like three days of upper body it was like five times um but with my coach now Caroline she um she has me at three three so three legs three upper body and I've really seen the difference especially in my lower body hitting legs that many times before competition I'll hit legs like one I hate legs to be honest I'll hit legs like one Wow, you're breaking the stereotype of every girl at the gym. <laughs> Congratulations. I know, I know. I hate legs, uh, whatever. So I do 3-3 three, three now, and honestly, like, I'm aiming for even 4-2, like, more legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a huge emphasis on growing my hammies right now. Um, and I hit hip thrusters every single time because, you know, hip thrusters are, like, like, the, old, like the one that will get you there um thanks to brett from Theta, <laughs> who created it but yeah <laughs> yeah uh hamstring definition is tough i think i think that's one of the, the hardest ones to uh, when we're talking about lower body yeah definitely quads are the easiest yeah i i i love my quad days just because you can easily see like especially when you have the pump you can definitely like see the definition but hamstrings is probably my least favorite day yeah yeah and i love working out hamstrings it's just uh you yeah. know, yeah. gotta work it out more. <laughs> the quads, we use it for everything. They're very dominant. Mm-hmm. Usually in a person. And these are not. Yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of already went over on why you switched coaching, but what made you switch the federation? I know you touched on it a little bit, um, but if you can go into a little bit deeper. Yeah, so when it comes to, like, coaches, um, like I told you, the style, his style wasn't really what I was looking for. Uh, I, um, I'm telling you, like, I like challenges, so mm-hmm. my coach didn't really, she wasn't, she wasn't really emphasizing, right? And and I kind of like that, like, she's a badass, um, shout out to Caroline. She's a badass, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I appreciate that, so I, I wanted to impress her. Um, so she's more of, like, you, you know, you have to yeah. excuse me, what do you call? Um, So that's why I decided to switch, and she had good reviews from my previous friend, Jasmine, that did it, so I was like, fuck it. Um, it was more money, right, that I had to pay her, but for me, quality, I guess. Uh, was worth it more and federations like I told you I just felt like my personality could shine more in WBFF I'm um, doing my own thing my own poses like 
you could shine more individually. Um, and it's more what I was, I've always loved, like the whole like modeling aspect of it. And I just love being on stage, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I'm a performer in that sense. And uh, I think that was more for me, um, essentially. And every, every girl is so beautiful and so glammed out. And I don't know, that's just, that's just for me. Yeah, the energy was different, you would say, if you were to enter the other one. 100%. I feel like the energy in the one is more cutthroat. Um, it's more, you know... Was that more like richer. aesthetic uh, competition, would you say? I would say. Okay. Um, in, in WBFF, it's more of the whole package. Your energy, That's your awesome. presence. Um, you know, how you walk, how you carry yourself, but also your body, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, the whole package is... I know the other one, they, they take into account even your hair and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, like I'm saying, it's like less of, like, you could be less of yourself, per se. Yeah. I'm not dashing that one at all. Um, it's just more stricter. Your personality uh, comes out more in the other one, in the one that you actually In my opinion, more. yeah, because you can do whatever you want. There's not specific poses you need to hit, okay. you know. Um, so, so you are with your wonderful boyfriend, correct? Um so he has been with you throughout this entire journey. Um, if there was any effect, how, what effect did you entering in these type of competitions and, you know, really changing your lifestyle? Um, how did that affect your relationship with your boyfriend in a positive or negative way? Ah, good question. <laughs> so <laughs> love Anthony. I really do. Um, and I'm happy like he was with me through it all because without him, I, probably would have not made it through um it would have been just a lot harder um so yeah we were i was probably for six months so just imagine this bitchy ass girl for six <laughs> months um there's this girl i can't like drink out can't eat out or couldn't eat out but have to eat out specific things mm-hmm. right um so dealing with that was obviously t- took a toll in our relationship like you know i wouldn't say in a negative way but in a challenging way yeah uh, so just taking a toll and adapting to like this new lifestyle is hard. Um, he was really supportive though, and there were times you know I was craving shit, and he's like, "No." And I was like, "Okay." So he he kept <laughs> like, you balanced, would you say? Yeah, he did it. Yeah, and then obviously like with meal planning, he meal prepped too. Actually, while I was competing, but he was more like open to his mm-hmm. meals. Like he didn't wasn't as strict, but like he helped me cook all the time. He helped me cook all the time. And he cooks the food for the week and everything. We don't cook for dinner every day because we don't have time, but we just cook for the week and then we prepare it. Mm-hmm. So there's times I would fall asleep. I was dead asleep. And he'll be like, hey, babe, wake up. Here's your dinner. You know, like um, things like that. And obviously, like just the strain and stress of working out every day and doing all that routine. Like I was tired always. Mm-hmm. So I would fall asleep early, you know, little to no time for him. Um, sex like almost not existent so it's like you know it's really like difficult I mean I'm not afraid to say it at all like definitely like my sex drive whoo down 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 through the ground because I lost my period losing your period affects you like that too I just got my period like after four months wow um so yeah so losing your period not only does it dry you up but it also like doesn't give you that you don't get horny right so um, so obviously that part of it, he still did. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm you're like not in the fucking mood right now. Yeah. <laughs> which so is like with yeah, which is interesting to see because I feel like, um, especially a lot of men in our age group would definitely see that and see everything you're going to and just be like, that's a lot for me right now to handle, and they would fucking dip out of the situation. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so that yeah. was that what he did, I think, was kudos to him for sure. A hundred percent. I feel like he went through the prep too. So. Yeah. Um, which is awesome to see. Like you definitely had your partner throughout the whole thing, like ups and downs. So that that's great to see. Uh so let's see. During preparation for competition, you also have taken the role as a personal trainer and a, a coach at Orange Theory. Uh, so what are the challenges of balancing your own fitness goals while simultaneously helping others reach their fitness goal? Yeah, so, so when, yeah, while I was prepping, I, I was already training people. Um, so that was already a part of it. But then I did take on the role of Orange Theory, which at first I was like, can I do this? Like I am prepping, I'm doing orange theory. I'm, like it's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, you know, like I like it. Um, and orange theory is a great company. I've met amazing people and um, it pays well and I've learned things too. So balancing, hell yeah, it was challenging. Um, just imagine like for, for orange theory, I wake up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Well, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. So imagine I had to send in check-in pics, I had to eat my breakfast before going to work. So I had to be at work at 4.30, wake up by 3, do all of that. So wow. it was hard. Yeah, it was really hard. So, and it still is. I, I'm, I'm actually back to prep now. I'm going to compete in April. So it, it's back to that lifestyle and definitely challenging. And it did, it, towards the end of my competition, like that last month, my clients were super, super understanding and I really appreciate that from them because they saw me through the whole process mm-hmm. so at some point like the personal training has to change to group training because your girl did not have energy to train three people in the same day so I was like hey girls you know let's train all together I'll still give you the same experience but one class um so that's they understood that and honestly it's the same experience even it's even more fun to train like in a group of people while still giving them the personalized attention individually so it did. I did still allow me to help others reach their fitness goals, but it was also them being understanding as well as what I was going through. Um, how many people were you training? Yeah, so it depends. At some point, uh, it depends. It fluctuates. I've always had around five or six um, consistently. Uh, right now, you know, I always forget the number that I have, but right now I have like seven people that I train. So it's always that's like a good manageable number for me. I could probably take in one more client, uh, and that's it for now. Um, just because I have the full time and my orange theory, so that's still a large number. Imagining, you know, it's like twenty hours. You know. Yeah. Damn. You just, you just do it all. It's hard. I like being busy, and I think part of I always tell my boyfriend this is like, you know, I'm a very anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like being busy because it takes my mind away from being anxious. Okay. So that's another thing out that's there great. for me. Um, so if you can recall, um, how was it being a week out from the competition day? How were you feeling? What was kind of going through your mind? And did you feel that you were on track to reach your competition? I actually did feel like I was on track. When I compete again, I feel like I'm on track because when I'm going back, I'm 12 weeks out right now, um, 13 weeks out compared to like when I started prepping in the beginning. I did it for six months. Wow. So I so it's a difference. So I really hope, you know, that I um, am on track. But for the, my first competition, I did feel on track. I did everything I could. There were times I could have probably practiced posing a little more, but I was so tired. I'll be like, tomorrow and then tomorrow. But I still got it done. Um, and I did feel on track. And, you know, my feeling was, you know, I was nervous, more so excited. 
um, I wasn't like, I wasn't really nervous to be honest. I was just like excited to like do it and like step on stage and like, even if I didn't win that day, like all the freaking hard work that I put in, like that was a celebration for that. Yeah. So that was my, my that was my mentality when I was at competition and before it. I was like, I'm just here to have fun, man. Like, fuck everyone else is here. Like, congrats to you. Like, enjoy your own like journey. But I wasn't focused on like I need to win. I need to beat this person. You know. It was just like I'm here to have fun. Yeah, you so, you didn't go in the, with like the mindset of like if I don't win this competition, all my hard work goes for nothing. Like you were like my no. hard work. And that's that's it. Like I'm satisfied because uh, not a lot of people, can, not your your average person, would not be able to do what you did. It's hard. It's really hard. So it was more of like a celebration for my hard work. But going back to how I felt, telling you, it was hard. Um, I felt drained. I didn't. I going from like hip thrusting, no sé qué, like two plates on each side or three plates, two hip thrusting, like half a plate, like you know, like I just my strength was down the drain. My energy was down, um, and a lot to you know. I pushed through it a lot because of my best friend Vanessa. Like she was also with me through it all, and she'll go through all my workouts and stuff. So like she really helped me a lot to stay accountable the last few weeks. Um, Anthony didn't work out with me once. It was <laughs> Vanessa uh, throughout the competition with workouts. Um, she really helped me a lot, and but because my energy, everything was down. I'm telling you, like it was just awful like yeah but i was excited so i still kept going that's great you had that like your support system there to at least like lift you up when you were on your low um so we'll say it's the day of the competition um how are you feeling and what was the atmosphere like and did you socialize with people that were there yeah so Ah, uh, competition day was like fucking so okay, so competition day is broken up into like two parts. Okay. So there is like the registration. Regist so before like, let's just talk about like the couple of days before. So before like I'm getting everything prepared. First of all, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday. I'm get I didn't do anything for my birthday. I'm getting everything prepared, like my dresses, um, everything that I need to do prepare that week, do my nails, do my hair, do my toes, do my wax, do everything. It's stressful as shit. It's like you're going, you're like getting married and you're doing like all these mm-hmm. things. So it's like getting all of that done um, that week, right? And then work was adding up to driving me insane. I literally had to bitch out my manager a couple times. <laughs> and he'll be like, get this done now. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm at the gym. Leave me alone. And I literally would say that because I'm first, work is second. And I would always say that. So, um, that's my, that's can my you, Can you say that one more time just so everyone can hear, please? Because I think that is extremely important to start, like, yes. I'm serious. Like, work is, like, second. I am first. And I will always be first because if you don't put yourself first, you won't even perform at work. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to feel guilty about not putting yourself first. Like, I always tell, like, my clients and everyone in my life, I was like, make yourself a priority because... At the end of the day, they fire you, and let's say you're replaced. You know what I mean? Like, like you'll be fine. You'll find another job. So always put yourself first. So that's what that was my mentality. So getting everything there. Then registration day came. Tired. Um, but getting ready, like makeup, hair, everything, going there, sitting there for like two hours, hungry as fuck. You know, mm-hmm. waiting for everyone to register, get their number. Um, then everyone was in the same room. You got to see like who you're competing with, like everyone looking great. Um, so that's kind of how registration happens. Then the, the CEO, Allison, she talks to us, she congratulates us for our hard work and she kind of like lays the foundation for the next day. Um, so that's how it works. And then that day, 
uh, our coach gave me a cheat meal because I was really, really skinny. Like, uh, she needed to, like, fill me up a little yeah. bit and give me some carbs. So I had a steak with two potato fries. And um, during that time, I was with my, my friend that I actually met through competition. She's from Canada. Um, and we had a good time, like, you know, That's eating awesome. her fries. But I met her through the competition. It was the first time I had met her in person, actually. Um, so that happened on competition day. Yes, I did socialize with everyone there. Everyone's really nice. Nobody was, like, headphones and, like, zoned in. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the atmosphere of the federations are completely different. Um, here, everyone was helping each other, helping each other get dressed. Oh, you need a pin here, here, here. Let me get, let me help you with this. You know, nobody was there like, Mm-mm. you know, there was maybe one or two people, but there yeah, wasn't like. There's always like, there's always that asshole when everyone yeah, else is trying to be yeah. like super. Yeah, nice. nobody had space. Yeah, nobody had space in there. Like it was like a room cramped with all of us. Nobody had space, and there was one person that took up a whole table and was like laid out all their jewelry and makeup and we're like really bro i'm here on the floor like, i would have been like you're disqualified just for being an ass <laughs> uh, but yeah that was the atmosphere it was really nice and you got to meet people That's from nice. everywhere everyone's so supportive like they'll be like girl you look so good i'm like you look so good too and like it was like really um empowering you know all it was women empowering each other which is like, which is interesting to see um because i feel like in the competition world, I think a lot of people who aren't in the competition world would see it as something like very cutthroat where every like you guys are putting everyone up against each other, but it's actually a very like welcoming community, um, would you say? I at least for WBFF, my experience, I would say so. And you know, when you leave the stage they'll be like, oh, Your posing was so good, like yes girl or like, you know, they'll be like, I love your bikini or like just compliments everywhere. Um, everyone like was complimenting each other and that was really nice to see, you know, um, really empowering each other. You wouldn't expect that mm-hmm. to do each other's competition. But again, for me, I saw it and I always say it, it's a battle of you versus you. Just try to be a better version of yourself from your perspective, right? Um, and that's and that's it. I mean, if you go in there with a the mentality of like, I need to be fulanito, then you're not going to focus yeah. really on yourself. Um, yeah. So competition's done. Did you win any awards? And... What was your overall feeling after finishing finally the competition? Yeah, so uh, when competition happened, uh, basically there's so on competition the, the structure of it. I think it's important to talk about it. So there's different categories. So there's like bikini, um, and they separate bikini between um, I believe yeah short and tall. So by by height in the amateur competition, right? Short and, and tall, and then there's wellness wellness is more focused on like the lower body so it's like a thicker lower body uh still a nice toned upper body and then there's that one is just one category because it's a new category so they don't separate it and then there's fitness fitness is defined upper body and defined lower body so kind of like the x look mm-hmm. like this right like anyways big legs nice defined shoulders um so that was the three categories um, that you go into. So I competed in wellness and fitness. I was actually prepping for bikini, but my legs were big and my shoulders and abs were too defined. For bikini, you have more of like a um, of a flat belly, um, and you have a toned look overall, but you're not ripped. Okay. So I got to the, my genetics just took me to the point that I was ripped. Um, so that's what led me to the fitness and wellness portion of it. Um, so you go and you go into those different categories with two different people. So you go on stage a couple times. 
for the fitness one, that's where you saw like the cool like theme wear. Like mm-hmm. I wear like a and everything. So apart from the bikini, you go out with a theme wear and that's where you get creative. Um, and then for the wellness, there's a gown. So they're talking about a bikini, a gown, and a theme wear. Money, money, and money. Um, but <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And then uh, so I competed in wellness and fitness. For fitness, I placed first. And for wellness, I placed second. Obviously, you got to think about it like a person shouldn't be placing first in both because it doesn't make sense. Like, how could she be first in fitness and be first in wellness too? Yeah. Because it's two different looks, right? Oh, um, okay, so, okay. You know, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense for it. It's imagine one person winning all three. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's, when they're all different, different requirements. Exactly. Okay. Like, you know, versus like the look. Um, so, yeah, so I, that, that was what I won. And uh, basically, you could win, but you could essentially not get a pro card. So, okay. if you win, let's say first, they still don't think you have what it takes to be a professional in that category. They don't give you a pro card. Um, but I did get a pro card in both category so i i am now a pro um in wellness and fitness so next time i compete i'll be competing with the professionals and not and not the amateurs is it normal for people um who are entering their first time in competition is it normal for people to win at their first competition no so um obviously like you can't go in there and expect to win at the first time it takes a lot of different, you know, factors into it. There's people that have been doing amateur competitions two or three times and then they win, um, right? So it takes it takes time. I, I, I definitely, I don't know. I think the mixture of like me being a past performer to just my genetics where it took me to my discipline as well, like that added up to my success and my posing. I'm very, um, I'm not shy at all. So like I, I'm, I'm very like out there and I think that people enjoy to watch that. Um, so that's where it took, but no, uh, the, the, you don't expect to win, you know, uh, in your first competition, um, depending on, you know, where you're at, but, and then after the competition, I felt great. Like I was like, kind of like excited throughout the whole competition. I was just smiling and I was, I was, having, I was having a good time, right? I was having a great time. So that's, I was always feeling good, uh, essentially. And right after competition, as soon as I saw my friends, my best friend was waiting for me with a tres leches. That's the first thing I ate. <laughs> and for the people that are not experienced in tres leches, tres leches is a sponge cake with three different types of milk, hence tres leches. Um, I believe it's condensed milk, evaporated milk, and then just regular whole milk. But that is the best if you have a really good sweet tooth. I like cuatro, I like cuatro leches. Cuatro oh, leches wow. with dulce de leche. Which is fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo, that will send you to the bathroom ASAP, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, talking about that, so after competition, um, my best friend and, and Anthony, like, put together, like, a whole party for me with a bunch of food. I ate so much, and I shitted the brain out the next day. So, yeah, because my body's like, what the fuck are you putting in me right now? Like, used to eating the same thing for, like, six months. And then eating all this shit, like, it was, like, tough. Yeah, like, your body is, like, goes into shock, essentially. Just, like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like, processed sugars. Like, what are these things that are going yeah. into my body? Yeah. Um, so, you've done preparation. Um, you went through this extremely intense but yet exciting journey. Um, you're going to start again. But from the first competition, what would you say was the biggest takeaway from this entire journey? You know, I 
that's a good question and that's the difference between competing for the first time and like doing it again i now know like what like my first competition like i could not miss a meal i had to have the exact grams to the dot right and now i'm like no like i know that if i have a little bit less or a little bit more like it's not gonna be so like dramatic now if i make it a habit to have this everything that's dramatic but if one day i want to have another like little spoon of peanut butter like is that really going to be a drastic change in my journey no so it's like giving myself that like leeway Mm -hmm. um so i don't also like struggle mentally because i got so obsessed with eating the same thing every day that i would cry if my meal wasn't ready to the point that like now i'm like okay like what's the solution here you know, let me do this. Like we yeah. can work around this. Not like it. It has yeah. to. It has to be this, or it's not gonna work out. Like now, you you can say that. Like, like if, I if don't it doesn't work it, out, like, yeah. Yeah, like okay, let me do it this way, or you know. Yeah. Or change things up. Like if I'm, I'm supposed to eat a certain thing, like that, that. Okay, what if I switch my dinner and my lunch? It's not gonna make sense. That's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, how was it first week post competition? Because that is your you're done like you you're not like in this like I guess like extreme um not extreme but like more of an intense rigorous uh type of schedule especially eating and so how how did you feel post competition week one yeah no I felt great I still I still look good um I was like five pounds over if anything um but I definitely like was eating a lot um and I gained that weight really quick I wish my coach would tell me, hey, be careful what you eat because you're going to get sloppy really quick. You're going to blow out because of all the carbs that you're having. And that's what happens to keto people, by the way. Sorry for those that do keto. When you omit those carbs and then you go back to eating normally with carbs, you blow up and you gain all the way back like this because you're, you're like, ignoring a micronutrient that your yeah. body needs, carbs. So it's the same thing. And even throughout my competition, I had carbs. I just had really little carbs. So going back to eating normal or I guess shitty um per se like that blew me up but it took a while for that but I was feeling good I was feeling great energized I looked good still and the only thing is I got into these periods of I know some people are going to be like concerned for me but I got into these periods of like binge eating so it's Mm -hmm. like I haven't had this in like seven months so I would like eat something else couldn't stop eating like I I just had to continue eating and at the point that I ate so much that honestly, like, I had to puke. And it's, I sound like really bad, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a disorder. And honestly, if it would have continued, maybe it was a disorder, but it was, it only happened like three times. And it wasn't because I made myself puke because I felt like I was big. It was because I literally needed to puke because it couldn't hold yeah, it anymore yeah. from that I was eating and I had a stomach ache. So that was how, I, and it happened on Thanksgiving. Like, there was so much food. Imagine it was like two weeks post comp. So like, oh food. my god! <laughs> I was like, this hasn't happened in a while. I ate, 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 ate. Boom! I had to go to the bathroom. It was either I should have myself or I had to like puke. So I decided to puke just because I needed to come out immediately because my stomach was in pain. Like I couldn't walk. It was bad. So that happened, but then that that left after a while, and now I'm normal. My my body's normal. Which I think is important that you mention. Um just because it's it's very like i guess it's a taboo conversation to have just because no one really wants to talk about binge eating but it happens and it happens a lot um to women especially when we're in these times of like you know i'm getting my period or like we're back to like these like different like hormonal balances and i've definitely gone through my experience of binge eating um especially like yeah like 
it's tough and I think it's very necessary to talk about just because it happens. Um, yeah. It's not normal. I'm not going to say it's not. It, it's like there's days that you can go and just eat, 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 eat. But um, definitely, I think it happens a lot to a lot of women. So, yeah, thank you so much for, for putting that in. Um, just to, I guess, not normalize it, but to let other um, people know, like, it happens to me. Um, it happens yeah. to someone that just came out of a fitness and wellness competition. Um, so if yeah. it happens to you, too, like, like, yes, it sucks, but you can definitely move forward and not, like, um, be so, like, regretful right. for it. Which I think that, at least for me, um, when I do hit these, like, binge eating periods, I definitely have this, just like, bro, like, now next week we have to go even harder or, like, you have to, yeah, like, it's not, that's, that is not healthy uh, thinking for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because a lot of people, like, get into this mindset of, like, oh, I'm going to eat, like, crap today and then tomorrow I'm going to sweat it all out. It doesn't work like that. Just be consistent, you know, like, don't punish yourself for enjoying something, but, you know, like, just have a good time. And then, you know, just go back to your routine. Don't get into that mindset. But, yeah, binge eating is, is, like you said, not normal, but something that does happen. And you shouldn't just, just get back to your routine. Now, yeah. You know, just don't beat yourself up about it. So throughout this journey, um, throughout everything that you've done, what is the biggest misconception around competitions, especially when we're talking about women competing? Yeah, so misconception, I, I think that people view competitors as the healthy, like, this is what I was talking about, like, well, I want to be like her, right? I don't think you do, right? So it's like, I don't think you realize, like, what hard work it takes to be like that. So it's like, if you want that hard work, then you, then you do, right? But you don't want to, like, be like that always. Like, competition body, people compare yourselves or they want, they see it as an interval. That's not a regular body. Like, it's not normal to be at 8% body fat. You know, that's, that's really unhealthy. So, when that's a bit, I guess the biggest misconception is people from the outside putting them, putting people as their inspiration or wanting to have that body type as a normal lifestyle, right? So, mm-hmm. that's not, again, I repeat, that's not a healthy lifestyle to sustain for a very long time, right? I sustained that, that body type probably a month math right yeah so that's that's i think the biggest misconception um that people have with competitors and also uh oh like you're gonna get bulky no right it depends on what competition you do what category you do uh, but if you're eating at a deficit and you're training hard as fuck you're not gonna get bulky because yeah. you're at a deficit you know so if you're if you're eating a lot you're at a surplus and you're training a lot then you might get bulky Right, because that's that's how it is. Like you're giving your muscles like what they need to grow, but essentially when you're at a deficit, you're hitting those muscles, you're maintaining it with the protein, but that's like it's not gonna grow much. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And especially when it comes to um to women, people think that like, oh my god, you're gonna get massive, you're gonna look as big as a man. Your 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 body genetically, there's like a, a cap that they can get as big. The people that are overly big is maybe they're taking something. They, there's pro- possibilities of them doing steroids or some low key version of a steroid. And then going back to what you said about like people seeing these um, these competitors or fitness influencers online and being like, "This is the body that I want." 
like people, especially uh, men who view Chris Bumstead, who is like the father of bodybuilding competition, they're like, oh, I want to be as big as Chris Bumstead. I was like, do you know how much he has to go through within competing? Yeah, yeah like the like you said, it's not a healthy lifestyle, and it's you're not advertising it as a healthy lifestyle. You're definitely and and going back to also like dropping the amount of body weight women have a certain body weight that we have to maintain because once we lose that certain body weight like you said you lost your period we start having like yeah. these different hormonal balances and stuff so it gets 100%. dangerous it can get dangerous oh yeah it could so 12 percent is like a low body fat percent that you could have and i got down to eight so you know like imagine how hormonal i was right so it was terrible but and going back to what you said about steroids, like, yeah, it's another thing. People put themselves out there on social media, and that's fine that you take steroids, but people compare yourself, themselves to a person that has steroids, that has, has an enhancer in them, right? So not that I'm against it, but I don't want to take steroids myself because, and I know I'm going to be at a disadvantage at some point because the competitors that will be competing against me might be taking them, and they have these huge legs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And that's fine. I'm doing it for myself at the end of the day. And I'm not going to take steroids that could, you know, affect me hormonally later on. Um, and it does affect people. They're, they have a lot of side effects. Yeah. So I think it's, let's normalize it that in the bodybuilding world and in the fitness world, steroids are very, very, very common. Um, so just what do you prioritize? You know, how you look or. Were you like, ever offered? I have been offered. Yeah, wow. I have <laughs> multiple times, you know, like, oh, like, consider multiple times, actually. The very first, first coach that I went to, even before the guy that I committed to, he straight up told me, you're going to need to take steroids oh. to get to where you want to be. And I was like, negative, <laughs> bye. And I never went back to him. So, yeah, so multiple times. At the gym, there, like, I had a, I have a friend that he's like, you know, like, if you ever need, like, I got to, like, I have a connect. And, you know, it, it's normal. At the end of the day, it's like your preference, but when you're looking, when especially when you're seeing these people on your Instagram or or TikTok, you have to realize like that's the image that they they want to show, but they don't show what they go through if they well, use enhancers. It. Everything on the screen is fake, basically, is what I'm trying. And to say. No, nobody's gonna be, oh yeah, look, I take this steroids. Nobody's gonna say that. Oh, it's all natural. No, I didn't yeah. get a BBL. Like this was my my body workout <laughs> for the week. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. Hit booty, hit some doggy juice, and you'll get this fat ass. Like, no. like that. <laughs> or, or do like, uh, do the juicing for two weeks, and I promise you, you'll have this this slim waist. I was like that. I was like, that's not healthy. Just, just eat healthy, bro. <laughs> I knew someone yeah. that I knew someone that did juicing for a while, and then I was like, and she's like, oh, I'm so tired, and I was like, bro, because you're not eating carbs, and I was like, at the end of the day, carbs give you energy. <laughs> Yeah, nor fats, not eating fats or protein, really. So yeah, had, but so yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. All those diets, keto, paleo, no sé qué, all those diets, like most of them, they omit, they take out a certain macronutrient that you need. So most of, most of the time, it's the carbs that they take out, and that's what you need for energy. You just yeah. it. so like I don't believe any of those. Or even like the intermediate fasting, like it works, but people are like, oh, it's no, I'm eating, I'm eating less times a day. I was like, those big meals that you're eating are essentially everything that you're getting, but in just one sitting instead of breaking it up into like lunch, breakfast, dinner. 
And actually, I don't like intermediate fasting either. That's, I yeah, I, I would never be able to do that. There's people that do it and it works for them and kudos to them. But for me, I, I need to have my breakfast or if not, I might just kill someone in the morning for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, same. so if someone listens to this podcast or they've been thinking about it, do you have any advice for people who have been thinking of competing or just starting their own fitness journey? So when it comes to starting your own fitness journey, I would just say, like, you know, don't wait till tomorrow. Like, start it. Um, if you're more of a beginner and, you know, you don't know what to do at the gym or you don't, like, find a coach, find someone that could be your mentor until you feel comfortable, like, going out there. Um, I have had clients for two years now. I've had clients for a year. Like, just find what works for you. Find find the right coach for you because I may not be the right coach for you. Someone else, you know, might be a better, it depends. Like you need to find what works for you um, and the style that works for you. Cause I'm very much tough love on you. Like, you know, no excuses, get it done. But I also empathize like with what you're going through. Right. So it's like, it depends. Um, so if you're a beginner, just get it done. The hardest part is starting and just do it. And just remember, like if you quote unquote mess up one day, there's tomorrow, right? So, like, don't let yourself go down into that downfall. The fitness journey is going to have its peaks and valleys, and it always will. It's going to be a roller coaster. Some days you'll crave stuff. Some days you're going to thrive. So, it, it just depends. Just keep going. And then when it comes to competition, like, definitely I would say, like, reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about it. If this is, like, a competition um, you've been thinking about doing. And our our team so i have a coach but my coach has a team so we have a team of people we're very supportive with each other from all over the world um our team our, they have all, it's all their clients but our team is pretty much um like 30 or 40 of us and then there's other amateurs and stuff as well but we're, we have seminars and webinars and all those things in person and online that you can participate and like learn more about the competition from our coaches who are essentially like world winners and they've won the world titles so they, they know their shit um so you can also join that uh if you go to my profile baby by leslie actually i have a post on there and you'll see the the, the seminar it's on the 22nd um so you'll see you'll see that and you'll learn about it too so if that's something you're interested do it but do your research do your research figure out what competitions for you then find the right coach for you um that's what i would say but know that it's going to be challenging know that there's times that you're going to have zero motivation that you got to get let discipline get you to where you got to get to and that's it and it doesn't happen overnight it does not it takes time it takes time it 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 takes more than a month too oh yeah people that are like oh i'm gonna do this one month time you know it's not you're not gonna get to where you want to get to you know it takes time it took me like seven months to like get to i lost 30 pounds but it took me to like where I wanted to get to. Yeah. With competition. That's great. Um, so where can people find you on social media? And for those who are interested in personal training with you, what is the best way to contact you? I will make sure to also put this in the bio, but just let everyone know. Yeah. So on Instagram is baby by Leslie and baby because it's build the better you. Um, baby by Leslie on Instagram. And then I also have my website, baby by Leslie.com. Um, which you could look at the different packages. Um, if you're looking into personal training, like in person, um, there's different options for it depending on the amount of sessions that you want to do. And then I also do online training, um, that create a program for you. We talk on a weekly basis, really on a daily basis. And um, there's all those options as well. So that's pretty much where I am right now. 
um, eventually in the next couple months, depending on what I do with my corporate job. I might start opening different things. And then I'm moving to Kendall, like I said. Hey, she's coming down. What's up? (laughs) So I'm building my indoor gym at my home. That is exciting. So that's going to be really cool too. Yeah. Um, The house hasn't closed down yet, so I'm not going to make it official yet. But um, we're in the process of it. So, yeah, just keep up with me. I'm very transparent. So if you don't like following someone that's raw and real, don't follow me because (laughs) I'm very transparent. Um, And I'll show you my booty one day. I'll show you me crying the next day. So... Uh, that's just how I am. So, yeah, that's where you can follow me. So to all my listeners who aren't located in Miami, um, we have people in Germany, Thailand, um, all over the world, really. Like she said, the, she also has a online training, correct? So definitely make sure to check it out if you're ready to start a fitness journey or just want to start something new, especially since we're in the new year. Um, I want to give you a humongous thank you for coming on. You were definitely someone that I really wanted to get just because – your experience and your energy is always amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for joining us today here at the Fuck It We Ball podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> Hope to talk to you soon. I love you and good luck on your competition in April. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much to all my listeners who sat around and listened to my amazing conversation with Leslie Perez. I really hope you guys did enjoy. I have a lot of amazing and exciting things coming up for you guys soon. Hopefully we get a little bit more guests in, a couple of my friends who are awesome and amazing people. Please always reach out to me if you guys have any inputs about the show or if you want me to talk about anything um, personal please reach out to me. I'm always here for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And like always, I'll see you motherfuckers next Friday.